Welcome to the Life of Faith North podcast, where you can access the latest Sermon of the Week and explore our archive of past messages. To access other resources or view live content, please visit us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Life of Faith North. We hope you will find this message encouraging and uplifting as you listen. is uh, the soul, mind, will, and emotions. And, uh, you know, we're going to, let, let me, before I introduce myself and my background, I just want to go through what we're going to kind of discuss these next few days. Ephesians says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See, the uh, problem is the body of Christ is sleeping. If we have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus, why are we seeing the things in our life that we're seeing? Why, 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 aren't, why aren't we owning all the cows on the hill like we're supposed to? Why isn't everything our hands touch being blessed like it's supposed to? Because we don't know how to access that. And the problem is not our spirit, man. It's perfect. It's our soul, mind, will, and emotions. You see, we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Then we have the the mind, will, and emotion, which is your the way you think, feel, and act. And uh, then we have the physical body. Now, the the spirit man is perfect, but you know what happened? When we were raised or we, when we grew up, a bunch of stinking thinking got in our head. And we started doing things like our parents did. And we, said, we were told, you know, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to see this. You're never going to. And we took that on as a truth, even though it wasn't a truth. And as soon as we took it on as a truth, it planted in our heart. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Right? So those things got in without our permission. They got into our heart without our permission. And, and we were only between zero, we were between one and eight years old when all this stuff got planted. We couldn't even protect ourselves. So that's what we're going to talk about is how do we get rid of that stuff so that we can see the fruit that God has laid up for us and see the blessing that God has laid up for us and become the light and the salt on this earth. See, I say this. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Just so you know, I'm a nerd. Potential energy is mass times gravity times height. We have all the potential energy you can ever imagine with the Spirit of God in us. Amazing. Walk on water. Power. We have all that. However, our kinetic energy or our energy in motion is all dependent upon what we believe in our heart. Does that make sense? See, it's like... It's like you're trying, to, you're trying to get the spirit of God, which is perfect, and it goes through this filter, this filter of stinking thinking. It goes through this, all this stuff, the way you were raised, where you were raised, the people you hang out with. Just a heads up. If, you, uh, if you're hanging out with a bunch of coconuts, you're probably a coconut. Because you typically end up being who you hang out with. 
And if you don't want to hang out, if you want to be with somebody else, start hanging out with different people. Become that other person. It's okay if you grow. Here's the thing. A lot of people are afraid to grow because they're afraid they're going to be ostracized by their, their fellow men and women. Oh, well, I don't want to grow because they'll think I'm all that and I'm uppity and all. No, 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 no. You grow, and then all of a sudden they've seen you do this thing, and all of a sudden you're making all this money going, what the heck? If he can do it, I can do it. You've laid pavement so that they'll try it. You've laid pavement because God's no respecter of persons, right? So if they can do it, you can do it. How does it work? You see, how you think, you act, and you feel become your personal personality or your personal reality. You see that? That's your personal reality. The way you think, act, and feel, you created your reality because that's what you expect. Beloved, I wish, and here's the, the, I hate this scripture, so terrible. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Oh, yes, amen, I love that, yeah, so good. Even as thy soul prospereth, oh, must, it, the only thing stopping us from prospering is our soul. So if we grow our soul, everything else grows. If we grow our soul, abundance grows. If you grow our soul, your relationships grow. Everything grows by growing your soul. That makes sense? So, who am I? Hmm. My, uh, my, my name is Nick Castellano. That's Italian. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, six kids in our family. I was the oldest of six. Uh, we had uh, uh, what I, we had some mafia connections. Yeah, his name was... Uh, Paulie Castellano was the head of the Gambino family, <laughs> and that was my great uncle. And so that's what I grew up with, and all my uncles were longshoremen. So I grew up with a bunch of mafia dudes. And, you know, the good thing about the mafia, they're great men of integrity. Not character, but integrity. If they say they're going to break your leg, they're going to break your leg. They're not kidding. Their yes is yes, and their no is no. So you got to give them that. But, but that's what I grew up. Well, Paulie got killed by John Gotti, or as we say in New York, whacked. He got whacked. And uh, so because of that, what happened was uh, we moved to Virginia to get away from that. So that's where I ended up going. To I went to college at Virginia Tech, the fighting gobbler. <laughs> really. I know we rolled tight here. Sorry. Anyway, then I started... Uh, I started, uh, oh, yeah, I found out, uh, I just put black up there. I did the DNA test, and I found out that I'm 12.5% black, which made sense because I did all the raps in church. So I went, ah, oh, that makes so much sense. So you never know what you really are until you check that test out. All of a sudden, you think you're this, and you may not be that thing. <laughs> so because I'm Italian... You know, we started drinking when we were like three. <laughs> you know, you just sit around the table and there was, here, here, just a sip, just a sip of wine, just a sip. Everybody's sipping. By the end of the year, you're, you're wiped out. You're a three-year-old drunk. So this is what I grew up with, right? <laughs> so I figured I like the way I feel when I'm drinking. 
So what I started doing was drinking more and drinking more. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm in the, I, I went to the Navy. I was in the Navy for 10 years. And I, I was really smart. I was a nuclear chemist. I, I taught. I was an instructor for nuclear chemistry. I know. I'm a nerd. I know. Sorry. But I kept, ended up, every time we come ashore, I ended up in jail. Because I, somebody would want to get their beer muscles on and hit you. And I'd hit them back too hard. And I'd end up in, in jail. So finally, I figured it out. You know, if I'm in jail, I'm sitting there in jail, my son, Nick, comes up and hugs me through the bars. And I go, you know, I screamed out, God, take this from me. Because, you know, I was, I was a mess. I, I, I was so much better than that. And so at that point, I said, you know, no more. No more drinking for me and my lineage. I'm, I'm going to be a pavement layer and a curse breaker, and I'm going to change everything because it's not about me. It's how many curses I can break on, on the way. So uh, the selfless thing is what we're trying to do here. <coughs> uh, then I, <laughs> So now, now I'm a Catholic boy. I was raised Catholic. I'm a worm in the dirt because Catholics are worms in the dirt. You know, that's, that's all the priest ever tells us. It tells us is how terrible we are. And so uh, I started my search for the truth because I knew that the Catholic way wasn't the truth. And, and I started with something called Promise Keepers. And, and all these men would get around, and that's how I got saved was at Promise Keepers in L.A. Coliseum. I'm holding a Crips hand on my right side and a Bloods hand on my left side, and we're crying our eyes out. You know, we all go up front and get saved. And I was like, <coughs> okay, now i got to learn this stuff. But I'm a nuclear chemist, so I don't know how to study this thing the way everybody else studies. <coughs> Sorry. So I decided I heard somebody say something about creating your day. What a concept. I went, whoa, what do you do? Well, meditate. Oh, my gosh, meditate. New age, all this stuff, you know. So I got quiet. I sat on my back porch. I got quiet, and I breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And in my mind's eye, I go up to see Papa God. And me being an ex-Catholic, there's Peter there at the gate, because that's what he does. And he's opening the gate, and he lets me in. And I start walking. And this good-looking man with a white robe comes a tan face, green eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at this guy must be Jesus. So he comes up to me, and he gives me this big hug. And, and he goes, takes this white robe out from under him, puts it on me, and says, Papa wants to see you. Uh, I'm Italian. Papa wants to see me is never a good thing. But I'm like, okay. So I start walking into the throne room, walking, walking. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait a minute, it says go boldly before the throne. So I throw my shoulders back and my head up, and, I'm, and, and I, I, I look in and I see all this stuff going on, cherubim singing and, and all, this, all this commotion going on, and I see God up on the throne. And he catches me out of the corner of his eye, and he goes, shh, my son approaches. And I went, all heaven shuts up because I show up. When that happened, I go, oh, my gosh, who am I? 
because I thought Jesus must have walked in, but he was talking about me. And we forget, because of what Christ did for us, we are his son. And all heaven shuts up because you show up. So I, I walk up to the throne, and I, I look up at Papa. I said, Papa, can I sit on your lap? And he chuckles, puts me on his lap, and he holds me. And I, I, you got to really be there in your mind, and I can smell him. I can feel him. And, and, and he, he says to me, what do you want to create together with me? So we, he wants us to co-create with him. See, we, we're too busy trying to create our own thing all by ourselves without the one that we're supposed to be creating it with. So the first day I did that, I told him, well, I got this stock, and I've had 5,000 shares of this stock for a long time. Let's go make it go public. It's been seven years. That day, I, I, I kid you not, it went public for $7 a share. So I went from just making it to $3.5 million. And I went, well, come on. It's got to be. Oh, what a coincidence, you know, because I'm brilliant. What a coincidence. And, and, and so I said the next day, I go, I'm going to do this again. But I, I go up there and have, I say, you do something that I know it wasn't me. So uh, and I, I come back, and I'm driving down the road, and a friend of mine calls me. He goes, Nick, you know that lot across the street from you? I go, yeah, yeah, that $2.5 million lot. Yeah, I know it. He goes, yeah, I've been struggling. I'm supposed to give it to you. Well, that wiped me out. Now, in two days, I went from just making it to, you know, we got six, $6 million worth of asset. All because I just spent some time with Papa. Now, it's not about that now. Now, when I go up to him, I don't ask for anything for myself in the mornings now. I got, he's taking care of me. I know he's my provider. But, but what I do now is ask for things for other people. How can I help this one? What, how can I be an asset to this person? Does that make sense? Because it's not about me. So that was my first trip, and that's how I start every day is sitting on Papa's lap. If I sit on Papa's lap every day, I'm in a pretty good place. And when I'm doing that, I'm all about gratitude. What am I so grateful for? What am I so grateful for? You know, we're trained up to look at all the things that we don't have instead of looking at all the things that we do have. I mean, we're in one of the greatest countries in the world. No matter who's president, we're in the greatest, one of the greatest countries in the world. And, you know, you go to Malaysia, Indonesia, China, where I've been to all these places, and you're going, God, I can't wait to go home. Because we're so spoiled here. We've got so much. So I started my search for the truth, and I, the way I did it, like I said, I'm a nerd. I wanted to know it. What does it really mean in the Greek and the Hebrew? You know, what does the real words mean, not the English words? The English words drive me nuts because they're not right. You know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Oh, be happy and you get stuff. No, because it doesn't mean that. The word delight means make yourself moldable and pliable, and I will ascribe on your heart your desires. Whole different meaning. But you never know that unless you looked it up to see what does this really mean. Make yourself moldable and pliable, that's going to hurt a little. Yeah, when he's shaping you, it's going to hurt a little bit. But that's our job is to become fashioned into the tool that he needs on this planet because we're the light and the salt, right? So... I started my look with evolution. 
If evolution is true, the Bible's not. Right? Well, God used evolution to make it all work out. No, 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 no. Seven days. It's either seven days or it's not seven days. And as soon as you start pulling that string of trying to make it work for what science is saying out there, all of a sudden the word has no value. It either is or it isn't. That's, that's, that's it. So, being a nuclear chemist, I start, here, 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 evolution, piece of cake, you got it. <laughs> Started from a mushroom and there you go. <laughs> Some of us are mushrooms and they hide in the dark, that's probably true. <laughs> but, you know, the, the belief is that there was some protoplasmic ooze that was just sitting there and then some amino acid from an asteroid came and spilled on and then boom and life was. Wow. That takes great faith. So, and that was 14 million years ago, by the way. So, there we go. So there's something called entropy. I'm not going to freak you out. We just, we just need to know what entropy is. Entropy is, is saying that all things are going from uh, more complex to less complex. Everything goes from more complex to less complex. That's a law. That's Newton's law. The end, done. However, evolution violates the second law of thermodynamics of chemistry and violates entropy. And I'll show you how. But this is what they're teaching your kids in school. Why are they teaching your kids this stuff in school? Because if they buy it, their life has no value. It was a big accident. Might as well kill yourself. It's just an accident. You weren't even supposed to be here. You don't. You know. You weren't made in the likeness and image of God. No. You were just some thing that happened by accident. That's why we need to know. What they're teaching is a bunch of baloney. So, evolution causes entropy to be reduced. We and our chemical components get more complex, entropy decreases. How could this be? Simple molecules must evolve into complex molecules. Entropy decreases, violation of the law. Complex molecules must evolve into simple organic molecules. Entropy decreases, violation of the law. Simple organic molecules must evolve into complex organic molecules. Entropy decreases violation of the law. Complex organic molecules must evolve into data storage, self-replicating molecules such as DNA, violation of the law. And all these things have to happen at the same time. Huge violation. I'm a nerd. I'm a chemist. This is what I do. It violates what they believe is truth, which is a law. So when a theory violates a law, you throw out the theory. The theory has no value. It's not truth. So I just want you guys to know, you didn't come from an accident. You came because God put you here, made you in his likeness and image. Any questions on this? It, it truth, but nothing's changing, is it? We look just the same as we did before. That's why they need, like, the, the Neanderthal. They need that stuff. And they find a jawbone of something, 
and then like two miles down the river, they find an ulna of something, and they put it together. Yeah, there it is, Neanderthal. Wow. You really want this to be true, don't you? Does that make sense? So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what I wrote, well, Darwinism would say, now the faith of the evolutionist is the substance of fossils hoped for and the evidence of missing links never seen. <coughs> they have a missing link in every species. It doesn't work. So you saying this is wrong, you're brilliant. Them saying it does work, and they quote all these doctors and stuff, they're wrong. But they need to be right, but it's wrong. So we can have compassion for them and help them to the truth. But I like to use their own language. See, if you use the language that they speak with, now they can't even argue with you because this is their language. This is their stuff. Science is their stuff. If not evolution, then creation. Can I create my reality? I thought only God could create my, my search continued for the truth. This is just where I was going. So in the Bible, <coughs> in the Bible is the word bara. God created. And he, the word they use is bara in the Hebrew. And that means to create from nothing. I can't do that. But remember, he created all things seen and unseen. So what he, he loves us so much that he created us like him so that we can asah, we can pull from the unseen into the scene that he laid up there for us. That word is asah. Because he wants us to create. but Because he wants us to be like him, but we can't create from nothing. But we can create from the things he's already laid up there for us. Make sense? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. <coughs> For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So these scriptures are going to be real important coming up on how we create stuff. Because we would all say amen to that because we're tra trained to say amen. Amen. It's in the Bible, amen. Do we know what it means? You know, do we know how to apply it? That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that makes a difference. I can say amen to anything, but do I know how to apply it in my life? Right? So it sounds like things which you can't see make up reality. Right? That's what Mark's telling us there. Or Hebrews is saying. So Luke says, And the Lord said, If ye have faith a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked into the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Well, just a metaphor. Or is it really? Is it really? Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. There's the hard part, isn't it? 
believe that you receive them. Another way to say that is act as if you've already got it. Because if you already act as if you already got it, you won't see it. But if you keep on digging up your prayer, oh, well, uh, uh, I'm going to pray again. I, I think I'm going to pray again. If you keep praying for something that's not there, it's pushing it further and further away. But if you stand in it as if it is here, now it's here. Does that make sense? That's a hard place to go because I don't see it. Yeah, but we're, we're, it's the unseen bringing into the scene. That's what we do. That's as Christians. We bring, you know, how many times... <laughs> How many times you heard, uh, I grew up with this, bad things happen in threes. Okay, there's one, get ready for two more because you believe with all your heart that bad things happen in threes, right? Or, you know, what's that? People die in threes, yeah. It's so true, right? But if we believe, but if we believe it, you're right. You're always right. See, this is the worst part. If you believe it with your whole heart, you know, I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going to do that. I just knew it. I just knew it. Boom. And you're right. He did it. Good job. But see, really, you did it to you. Because you're the one who creates the reality you live in. So you expecting it. Oh, expecting it? Oh, yes. Expectation of my heart was that he was going to mess me over. Boom. And you created it because that was the expectation of your heart. You know, it says out of the heart flow the issues of life. The word issues is boundaries. We set up our own boundaries based on what we believe in our heart. If we believe that we should be making $50,000 a year, that's what we're going to be making because that's what we believe in our heart. It's whatever we believe in here is what we're going to see out here. How do you know what you believe? What are you living? Sometimes harsh. But the great thing is if you take responsibility for putting yourself there, you can change it. But if, so you blame people, you can't change people. But if you know you did it, you can change you. That's the only person you can ever change. Husbands, you can't change your wife. Wife, you can't change your husband. But you can change you. And when you change you, everything changes. Does that make sense? Any questions on that? That's kind of a hard concept. That's right. Your core memories are what you were given when you you're talking about between uh, before eight years old, all the stuff that was programmed in you. Yeah, it was a big number. Sure, right? I'm good, right? No, I'm, I'm not saying change, change. Like, why did you pick 50000 Because your dad said it. Is that your truth? Oh. What's your truth? When do you know you've made it? <laughs> awesome. 
No, that's good. That's good. Because, see, what I do and what I'm saying is you set the limits on you. Everything, it's just zeros. You know, it's just zeros. It's no big deal. But if you think, like, you know, and I just said the word big. I've got this big deal I'm working on. It's so big. You just made it so huge you're never going to see it. It's just a deal. doesn't matter look, if it was a, for a Pez dispenser or if it was for a house. It's just a deal. But you're the one that puts the thing on it. You say, oh, it's a big deal. And as soon as you put that big on it, forget it. You're not going to see it. Does that, does that make sense? But nothing's too big for God. And if you're co-creating with him, you can do this. And see, your job, our job, is to just keep getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Because it's hard to get all that programming out of there. It's really hard. It's been in there deep, you know. And, and so you keep working on it, working on it. And every time you do that, you lay pavement so your son doesn't have to go through that. That's the thing. It's not about you. When you hit comfort, comfort kills success. It's not about comfort. You're not supposed to be comfortable. Whoever said be comfortable? Be in joy in all things. Exactly, but you're, not, you're in the world, not of the world. The heck with America. You're in the kingdom. And the kingdom says to do not be comfortable. Because you got one... You're going to be measured, for, judged for all eternity based on what you did in this little wisp of time you have here. So are you looking for comfort or are you going to do as much as you possibly can in this little wisp of time and get, and get used to being uncomfortable? Because it's very uncomfortable. Growing is very uncomfortable, right? We all say that and we know that. But it's what we're here for, is to grow. And then, the, and when, when do you know you're there? Well, when I can do what Jesus just did, I'm here. But I ain't got there yet. He just showed us that you can do it. Okay. Am I going to go through that, Dr. Quantum? All right. Don't freak. There's something called the double slit experiment. And science did this double slit experiment. What they found out was, uh, and, and, you know, I'm a nuclear chemist, so they found out that, you know what? Everything is made out of energy. Because you have protons, neutrons, and electrons. You know, we've heard that. That's what an atom is made out of. But then they found out, oh, my gosh, but protons and neutrons are made out of something called quarks. Quarks are little energy packets. So if there are energy packets, and that's energy, what, oh, thank God for the electron, my little planet orbiting. But then they did this thing called the double slit experiment that said everything acts as a wave potential. There's just a potential until you decide that's what it's going to be. Now, here's what they did. They did this, um, this oh, gosh, how can I do this? <laughs> yeah.
they did was they shot. No, it's too much. It's too much. No, it's just too much. I'm just saying when I say it's too much. What they did was they, they shot uh, 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 electrons through these slots on the microscopic level, through these slots. And what they kept getting on the back end was a wave pattern, a wave pattern. They go, wait a minute, uh, electrons are little pieces of solid matter. Why are they acting like waves? They can't act like waves. So the, you know what they did? They said, let's look and see what's happening. As soon as they put the, 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 the camera on it to look at it, boom, it became matter. And they went, what in the heck? So they took the camera off. Wave potentials. Put the camera on. Boom, matter. So they decided whatever you focus on and you believe should be is. And that's quantum physics. That's what it says. It says you, you did it. You created it. And they say, well, I expect the electron to be over here. Boom, it was. Well, I expect the electron to be, boom, it was. Because you believed it would be. And the energy from your heart made it so. Now i got to get nerdly even. The heart has 500 times more power than the brain. The heart is 500 times more powerful in EMF waves than the brain, electromagnetic waves. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's the heart that is the decider of what you see in your life. So if you decide that you're going to see bad things in your life, you're going to see them. And if you decide that everything your hands touch prosper, you're going to see it. That's, that was quantum physics. But, you know, I care about the word. What does the word say? Right? So let's get to that. Yeah, this is a bunch of stuff on what I just talked about. Oh, here we go. Now faith is something things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Does it say tomorrow faith? Now faith. There's only one kind of faith that has any value is now. What do you believe now? It doesn't say now comma faith. It says now faith. But we, well, someday, oh, that's hope. That's not, that's not faith. Faith is belief with action. It is and it is now. Because, you know, when you're lined up with in the now, with who? I am. Not I was, not I will be. You're lined up with now I am. That's when we have power in the now. So what do we believe now? So me, being the nerd <coughs> that I am, I broke down what does these words really mean in the Hebrew, I mean in the Greek. So now, faith is now, I am. Faith, belief with action, is, makes, creates, the substance, essence or building blocks of things hoped for, expected, and this is what the Greek words say, the evidence proved pragma of things, matter, not seen, looked on by the natural eye. So what it's saying is, in the now, belief makes up in the essence and or building blocks of things expected and is proved by the appearance of matter not previously seen by the naked eye. It said the same thing the double slit experiment said. Same exact thing. We make the word so holy it's of no use. We've got to find out what does it really mean. He's saying, in, he's saying, now faith creates your reality. What do you believe now? What do you think is going to happen now? And that's what you're going to see. Does that make sense? It's hard. 
Now, the hard thing is controlling this mind and this heart to be seeing the things you want to see. Because your brain says, I want to see this, I want to see this. But uh, your heart's saying, no, no. And this is the power center, not the brain. The heart is the power center. There's 40,000 brain cells in the heart. Hartfels Institute did a whole study on it. And in those brain cells is actually, you know, they're storing memories from the stuff the kids had when you were zero to eight years old. All that stuff, junk, is in there. That's why when they transfer, uh, you can transplant a heart, you'll get some of the memories of the person that the heart came from. You ever heard of that? There's books on that. That you, it, <laughs> we had one lady, poor lady, she was, she was sitting there and she's watching a football game, drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette on a Sunday, and she's going, what in the heck am I doing? But the dude she got the heart from, that's what he did every Sunday. So she was doing it. But that's what happens because you, she, the heart is, this is the, this is the center. So, you know, people like to say, well, it's a metaphor. No, it's the heart. I know a lot of neuroscientists like to say the subconscious. It's the heart. And they've proved it's truly the heart. So the word was always right. It just took us a while to catch up to the word in science. All right. Any questions about this? A lot of stuff. It's like a fire hose, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's for the subconscious right there. Neuroscientists would say it's the subconscious, and they say it's located here and all that stuff. But, no, I always believe the word. And then the Hartfels Institute, which is the, the best, they, they found a, a heart brain, and they said, and that's where it's stored. And so then they measure with a magnemometer the power that comes out of the heart, 500 times more power coming out of the heart than the brain. So when you believe it in your heart, that's when you collapse the quip. That's when you make what was a potential real. Because this is the energy pack. It went, Boom. Okay, that's what you believe. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you want. This is what you're going to see. Well, we're going to get there. But that's not for tonight. This is just laying the foundation so everybody knows. But we're going to teach that because without tools, uh, it's, it's just theoretical stuff. And we don't want that. We want tools so that we can actually change our life. And that's, that's what I love to teach, the tools. And you see, the proverb says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues, boundaries of life. Or the other word is source of life. So it's all about the heart. Okay, we create our reality based on expectations in our heart. We are always right. Gosh, that stinks. Bad things happen in threes. Okay. I'll go with it. Uh, waiting for the other shooter drop. Okay. Get ready for the other shooter drop. Because you're waiting for it, so you're going to create it. Uh, can't be that good. Too good to be true. And we curse ourselves. We just curse. You know, power of the tongue, right? W words are just energy packets. And we're saying... Boom, and boom, and boom. 
and we're creating what we don't want. You're just like your father. Or, what do you say? I go from glory to glory to glory. Which one? It's our call. Right? Which one's in us? So the chemistry of creating, <laughs> I don't know if I should go into this. I'll do whatever you say. You want me to go into it? All right. You know, my, I'm a bio, I got a master's in biochemistry. But the chemistry of creating is you think a thought, a picture is created in your mind. Then an emotion is attached to that picture. And, and so you, you create on purpose or be created upon. Have a plan for your day. Create on purpose. Or you're going to be part of someone else's plan. That make sense? You'll be a pawn in someone else's plan because they took the time to create their day. They took the time to, this is what I expect to see. And when you're creating a day, the key to that creation is the energy you put behind it. The, do you actually see yourself in that place? Do you actually feel it? You feel the emotion of it receiving that thing. Now you'll see it. The emotion's the key. What emotion are you feeling? Well, when I have this, this is what it's going to look like. No, but no, I have it. Now, when you start resonating at a place where you're actually feeling it as if it's already done, you'll see it. What do you mean they mess with Tell me. <coughs> Got it? Right. Mm. Mm hmm. Well, okay, so it gets derailed, but maybe it should be derailed. I don't think, when things like that happen, I'm not going to fret over it. I'm going to go ahead and go with it. You know what I'm saying? Because too many times I'll get, I used to be this guy. I'm going to get stuck, and this is the way it's got to be, and it's got to be this way, it's got to be this way, and I don't care what anybody else says, and yeah, I got there, yeah, and bodies are bleeding behind me. <laughs> but I did it, victory! <laughs> right? But maybe it was time for me to slow down and actually spend some time with the kids and just have a game, play a game. Or something like that. It's not, it's not the end of it as long as we make sure our heart stays in that place of joy, peace, and love. Right? I think that's the key is the heart and joy, peace, and love. Like that's the kingdom environment. Right? Joy is the emotion of the kingdom. And peace is the, the environment of the kingdom. And love is the weapon. Love conquers all. No, go ahead. He told me about you, so I'll be all right.
big. You just said it, man. Just a deal. It's just a deal. All right. Yep. Okay. Got it. I hear it. I hear you. Okay. And then some came up and stopped it. Yep. Then I've been automatically looking at my heart saying, now, why didn't I allow that? Why? I'm, I'm the boss of me. Why didn't I allow that? Because I'm afraid that if I make too much money, then I'm going to go back to my old ways and I'll start drinking and womanizing and all this. So I better not. So I'm going to pretend like I'm going for it, but I'm really not. See what I'm saying? Correct. You did, we just didn't. We, okay, so we got to clean, clean something else out of the heart. That's all. That's all. That's, 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 all, that's all we're saying. And, and that's, as long as we always take responsibility for what we see in our life, there are no victims in the body of Christ. None. If you have all power, dominion, and authority, you can't be a victim. Only victors. The victims look for excuses. Right? But victors will find a way. And, you know, the hardest thing is, What's change, changing this stuff in here? And we're gonna we're gonna have some tools coming up in the next couple of days just to help with that. The important part is how do I do that? I get what you're saying. But like, say say, say your wife gets beat by her husband. Why did she attract that guy into her life in the first place? Why did she think she was supposed to have a guy whacking on her? Why did she feel that she wasn't worthy to have a loving husband? Well, there's stuff that happens in the world. I get it. I get it. Common language, common common goal, and no thing is impossible to them, God said. When God says that, that's some strong stuff. Like what? 
I hear you. And, and that's where I'm okay with that. I hear what you're saying. Because if you stayed in peace in your heart, you're okay. If you get to fretting and worrying and stressing, you're not okay. See, there's two ways to do things. One's forcing and one's in power. And we're not supposed to force. We let things happen in power. And the key is, where is my heart at? Am I in peace, joy, and love? Or am I in stress? And I've got to do it. <laughs> That's not a kingdom attitude. And we're trying to force it over the line, even though it's not what God wanted for us. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Because I follow the Holy Spirit and any of the goals that I set up. I don't just set them up. I set up, I set up the ones that the Holy Spirit tells me, this is what I need you to do. I need you to come to Alabama and teach these folks. Okay, let's go. I don't ask questions, I just go. So as long as we're asking the Holy Spirit, he's the one that's going to set up our path for us. Make sense? Because there's worldly goals that we want. But that's not, I, I'm doing what, what is, what's going to magnify the Lord? That's the key. It's not about me. It's about magnifying him. Right? He says, I'll magnify you so you can magnify me. You have a question, sir? Absolutely. And all change causes fear. I mean, as soon as you got to make a change, you're afraid because it's new. I'm going to give you, I'll give you a toolbox. I promise you. In love. No, there is no fear. Yeah, but, right, but as long as you keep your heart in peace, joy, and love, why are you not uncomfortable? God's got you. But and I, I hear you, but I'm saying God's got you. He's got you. If you, the hardest thing for me was when I went from, and I'm, I'm going to do, I went from 250000 a year to 400000 a year was, I, the test was, who's my provider? Because I start thinking I'm my, my provider. And as soon as I get that God is my provider, it's just zeros. Who cares? Doesn't mean I'm a better person or a worse person. It's just zeros. Because God is my provider. He's the one to put it there. But you know what? It stinks again. Choice. You know what? I'm good enough. No, I don't want that managerial position. I'm good. They'll think I'm uppity. You know, I don't want to take, no, you give Push it away. Yeah, I know it's another 20 grand a year, but no, 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 no. I don't need that. And we push away all these things that have been set up for us that God wanted to see us do because of fear. And the key.
good. Exactly. And then you're right. I hear what you're saying. But that's not true. Or could it just magnify it? Could it just be amazing? you're starting it by yourself, probably, but if you're starting it with him, probably not. I get more people that come to me. You know, I have patents in the oil industry right now. That's what I do for a living. I got a lot of patents, and God created these patents for me, but he brings the customers to me. See, this is the thing we can't psych in our brain. He, he's got it. He'll take care of you. You do what you got to do. Keep things in the order. There's God family business that order, and watch what he does. But we think we have to work hard, and we have to, no, we don't. But that's what we were taught, so we do. And there's nothing wrong with hard work, but I'm saying if there's hard work with stress and fear and anxiety and worry and you're letting your wife do her thing and the kids are, it's, it's not right. Things are out of order. God, family, business. That's the order of things. Okay. All right. I don't know, know where I'm at. <laughs> so, this is what happens. You think a thought, you see the picture. Now, the hypothalamus releases neuropeptides that key lock in every cell of your body, and you vibrate at a certain frequency. And you're going to go, oh, what a nerd, man. You vibrate at a certain all right, you tell me somebody walks in the room and they ain't feeling good, and you go, ooh, and you feel them, right? You go, ooh, what's wrong? Oh, what's wrong? Well, it's because they're in a bad place, and you're feeling their energy because these neuropeptides are key locked into these cells, and they vibrate at that frequency. So, you know, that, or a guy can come, come in, he's just got his stuff together and go, whoa, hey, who's that guy? He's feel, and, and he's vibrating at a high frequency. It's all based on the what thought and picture. Like, here's two brothers. We'll, we'll do this. Two twin brothers lose their job at the same time. All right? One sits there and goes, oh, and he sees neuropeptides, Keylock. I'm going to be holding up a sign. We'll work for, you know, he sees himself on the street corner, right? The other guy's going, yes, now I can start my own business. Same exact Condition, different response. Our choice. You see? It's our choice. But you see, the problem is why we respond that I'm holding up a sign thing. We want to stay in the place of comfort. We want to stay what we know. But comfort kills success. And he's trying to grow us out of the stuff we know into places we don't know. That's what he's trying to, to get to us. Go be all that you, where we, I want you to be. Stop staying, you know, how many times in high school, uh, I think I was the only one that left my hometown. Everybody stays there. They're still wearing their letter jacket. Dude, you're 62. <laughs> I get it. You had a letter that year. Good job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So there's three places you can create from. Peace, joy, and love, the kingdom environment, as we talked about. Or the 
Doris Day, Kesarasara, whatever will be will be. In other words, I'm not even playing. I'm just whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's the kids nowadays. Uh, whatever, whatever, and they wonder why stuff happens because your attitude is whatever. So you get whatever. You become part of someone else's creation. Or fear, lack, and worry. Keep creating things that bring fear in your life. God answers you. Me. God answers. You need to do not exist here, but, oh, yeah. Here's the point. How many times are you really seeking God? I need an answer to this thing. This is a big thing. I need an answer to this thing. And we're in fear, lack, and worry, and we're stressing, and we're stressing, and we're stressing. And then, for me, all of a sudden I go, I can't get it. Boom. There's the answer. Why? Because it didn't exist in fear, lack, and worry. It existed in peace, joy, and love where he laid it up. Your only job was to get you in peace, joy, and love so you can get the answer. You're the boss of you. Focus on these things, Philippians 4.8 tells us. Gratitude lists are a great tool to help us focus on the things we're supposed to be focusing on. Helps me all the time, especially when I'm going through the stress of it, right? Or I'm weighing my identity based on the fact that if, if I don't get this, I'm a loser. I'm no good. That's not true. But I put that truth in it by thinking that, by saying that. Yes, ma'am. Capture each thought and hold it up to the glory of God. There it is. Oh, wait. oh my gosh. You know what? That's not truth. What I do is what Jesus did with, with uh, Peter. Three scriptures to neutralize that fear. Three truths about that. Feed my sheep. Well, you know, when he denied him three times, three times he had to come back with a positive. And that's what I do is when I get to that place, I go, oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. And I'll get three scriptures that say just the opposite of what I was afraid of. Because if I believe the word, <laughs> might as well use that tool. Right? Does that make sense? Then that's in your heart. Correct. That's exactly right. It's the staying there that the myth exactly. Listen to what? Yep. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. But the, the, the thing is, you're going to have to start finding, what are you feeding yourself with? What's going into your head? Are you, you, you know, when I, and I'm just saying you in general. What The stuff you put in is the stuff you're going to put out. And if you're listening to the CNN, you know, constantly negative news and all this stuff all the time, that's what you're going to, all you hear is fear, 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 fear. You've got to counter that with something positive and put that in you so you'll have something to combat it with. And then all of a sudden, your response won't be fear. It'll be faith. It'll be power. It's like, no, that's a lie. No, that's a lie. Make sense? Yes, ma'am.
you do go through a lot of crap. That's Chalk River Activated Products. <laughs> Nuclear power stuff. But, but uh, yes, we do go through a lot of stuff in life. Yes. But your, your question is, everything can be a lesson. And if you learn from it, you're going in the right direction. If you wallow in it, you're not going anywhere. So that's what, and you know, it says according to what? Purpose, right? This is a whole different subject, but everyone here is created for a purpose. Everyone here has a purpose. The hard thing is we don't even know what our purpose is. What is my purpose? We've never even took, taken the time to figure out, what do I just love to do? What's my passion? Oh, and then you think, oh, well, I love that, but I can never make money on that. And you're right. But it's not truth. It's not truth. Because only you can make money that way. He set it up because that's your purpose. And in purpose, he's laid up shalom. Health, wealth, prosperity, peace, joy. Nothing missing, nothing lacking for you. Our problem is we ask other people. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, I knew a guy that did that, and boy, he failed miserably. And No, don't do it. Oh, thanks for your input. It's called the crab syndrome. You ever see a crab when they're trying to get out of the basket? All the other crabs are pulling them back in. Don't you grow. Don't you grow. You're scaring me. No, 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 no. I don't want you to grow. What? Oh, my gosh, he's growing. Now i got to look at me. They'd rather just see you stay with them instead of grow to where you're supposed to be because then they got to look at them right what are you talking about yeah, that's, I need a whole other side for that one. That, that's too deep um, for today. But each of these, these emotions have a frequency that they resonate at. And, uh, you know, the lowest frequency you can go before death is shame. I, I'm saying it again. The lowest frequency you can be at before death is shame. I'm ashamed, I'm shame, 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 shame. Because then you start thinking thoughts like, well, why am I even here? I mean, I'm a loser. I'm not doing anything. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, and that's the lowest frequency. And, and in shame, all you think about is you, 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 and you. That ain't the kingdom. So we've got to get out of that because it's not good for the kingdom. And the next step is dead. There's a whole study on that in the neuroscience. So. You got a question, Mr. Car, yeah. So what shame? And what's next? Death. And they proved it right there. Because it was all about them. Correct. That's right. Right? Because that's where you go.
And, you know, what's the easiest thing? What's the most selfish thing? Kill yourself. It's all about you. I hate to be hard like that, but that's all about you. All you've been thinking about is you, 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 you. For me, for me, for me, for me. But you weren't created for that. You were created for others, to help others. That's the key. So if you get into this shame thing, we'll have some tools to get out of there. All right? What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, if you're in fear, lack, and worry, and you use your gratitude list, Philippians 4.8 is the thing that says have a gratitude list. It, it, it tells you to what to focus on. Because what you focus on, you get more of. Right? So if you're going to focus on things, let's focus on things that are good and prosperous and healthy. You know, all the things. So I write a gratitude list down. So then when I'm not in a bad, good place, oh, got time to get my gratitude. I've forgotten for a minute. What I'm so grateful for. I have a house. I have a car. I have a beautiful wife. I have, you know, all these. I have a great relationship with Papa God. I have a great relationship with my pastor. And there's so many things that all of a sudden you start getting juiced up. Now you're out of that fear, lack, and worry. You just were in, you were just in a bad place for a moment. You used your tool, gratitude list. You felt it. I say it out loud, because if I don't say it out loud, and you know what? You believe you. When you say a thing out loud, you believe you. You believe your voice. So even record you saying things, and then listen to it, because you believe you. Okay? Is that what you wanted? (laughs) My wife just tells me what I got to say. Okay, it says, uh, conclusion. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even and dividing asunder soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What are you saying? I recorded myself one hour, one day. This is a goof. And then I played it back, and I went, oh, my gosh. I was cursing myself, not realizing how I was cursing myself. Oh, Nick, you're never, you can't do that. No, no, no. And, and you just hear it and you're going, wow. And I teach this stuff and listen. So if you ever want to know where you're coming from and why your life is where it's at, record yourself for an hour. Listen to what you've got to say. Are you always picking a negative thing on someone else? You know, I mean, I know, you know in churches we have some young ladies that are, just finding the Lord, and they come in in these little scantily clad, you know, and, and God says, come as you are, right? And, and, and you know, the older ladies are like, oh, do you believe her? Do you see what she's wearing? And you know what they're really saying? Gosh, I wish I looked like that when I had my dress on. So that's what they were saying. But when you're judging, 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 judge not, be not judged. By the measure you judge, you'll be judged. By the measure you met, it'll be meted unto you. I believe that. So if we believe it, why do we do it? You know? We all have the power through Christ. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me and the works that I do, shall he also... And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 
So greater works than Jesus. That's our goal. He did it. But we have to do greater works because he says we can. Right? What's the word? It's just ergon. You know, I want to get into a little, little bit. <coughs> the word ergon just means your daily toil. Right? Okay, so when Jesus referred to the miracles he did, he used the word ergon. He said, just, just what I do. I brush my teeth, comb my hair, heal the leper, let the blind guy see. No big deal. But you see the other guys. And Paul, same word, Aragon. Same word. So, so, and John, Aragon, same word. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke, a little, a little outside there, they use the word dunamis. Dunamis, miracle working power, wow. And it breaks us far away from our greatness that that's just what we do. We're just representing the kingdom. No big deal. It's just what we do. And if we think of it as just what we do in our heart, we'll see more and more of it. But if we think it's, oh, amazing, doing this, we won't, we're not going to see it. We push it further away from us. Make sense? Same miracles, different word that Jesus used for his miracles because it's just what he does. And we've got to start believing that's just what we do. That's how we walk around. That's what we do. That's, we are the light and the salt. We make a difference where we show up. We change the environment where we show up. Just what we do. Right? Questions? Anything? Bueller? What's that? Because it wasn't you who you're doing it for. It's, it's for all glory goes to God through Christ Jesus. It's just what I do. For, exactly. It's just what we do. It's just what we do. I just help you. Why, why are you talking to me? Because you're in pain. And it's just what I do. That's why I make it. Well, well you don't even know me. I, that's, but it's just what I do. Right? No big deal. Yes, ma'am. You said the dunamis. It's the perception of the person that saw the, the miracle work. To the perception, it's dunamis. Whoa! That only happens once every 15 we weeks. Or Aragon. Happens all the time. It's just what we do. You see? We separate ourselves from our own greatness that Christ is in us. And if we can get out of the way, we see more and more and more. And that's just what we do. It makes sense. <laughs> I get it. Any other questions for tonight? Yes, ma'am.
That's fantastic. That's good. That's so good. Well, we just got to stop being embarrassed about who we are. People are looking for the, the light and the salt right now in this chaotic world. And as long as we believe and we're rock solid, they're going to follow us. They're looking for somebody to follow. They're looking for something to follow. And we're following Jesus, so a little naturally. Here's the hard part, and I'm going to say this to the guys too. Transparency. It's so hard. But I know when I talk to men and I tell them, well, this is just what I went through. Now I've created a common union where they say, oh, it's safe. I can share with you what I'm going through. But, and, and when you're transparent, that's when you start to see changes in other men. And all of a sudden men start to come together. Not the macho stuff. I'm talking about, look, I'm, I'm hurting. Can you take some time and spend it with me? Yeah, I'll take some time and spend it with you. I'll talk to you for a while. That's, that's what makes men strong when they can do that. And we have a men's breakfast with 60 guys, and that's what we talk about. We don't talk about holy, holy, holy. We talk about how do I not look at porn? How do I not want, you know, how do, how do I l allow myself to create wealth in my life? How, how do I do these things? And, and when you start talking about real things, now people just come. They just come because they want to talk about the stuff they're going through too. But that's transparency. So. Yes, ma'am. Great idea. I mean, great, great point. It's what you did create, but in now, you're creating something different. The hardest thing is staying in this now moment. Can you stay in now? You're a new creation in Christ. Now. Now. Every day is a new now. Right? So you messed up yesterday. That's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Today, we're going to do something different. As long as you have that attitude in this now moment, you'll just keep growing and growing and growing. People want to keep you in the yesterday where you messed up and remind you about it. You've got to forgive yourself and move on. Thank you for listening to our Life of Faith North podcast. If you would like to partner with us by giving, please visit our Cash App page. This can be found at cash.app forward slash dollar sign LOF North. We hope this message was encouraging to you today. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.